Welcome to episode 29 of This One's For The Working Mama, bringing you the right type of distraction for your daily commute. Join in the movement of working moms who own their choice to work and strive to achieve a life with their soul on fire. Make a conscious effort to fill your daily drive with truth and wisdom that can abolish the working mom guilt for good and find community. I'm Katie Alexander, and this is your 8-Minute Devotion. This is episode 29 in a 31-part series diving into the Proverbs. Episode 29, What Do You Do With All These Words? If you've been sticking it out episode after episode, and if you've been actually reading the chapters in Proverbs, you may start to feel like they all blend together. Like, there's a lot of talk about rulers, servants, wisdom, sinners, and the poor. Too many words strung together can lose their meaning, and repetition can either lead to true heart penetration or complete dismissal. I'm on Proverbs 29 in my own reading. I read it, then read it again, and start to hear a lot of the same buzzwords. My initial reaction is, more of this. But then I thought, maybe those words are for me. Maybe those words that keep catching my interest are what God wants me, Katie, to take away from this. Maybe I keep hearing the word ruler because I don't always love authority. Maybe I hear the word servant because my flesh wants to be served rather than serve. Maybe I hear the word wisdom because my heart and mind still don't know where to find it. Maybe sinner stands out because I'm quick to think, who me? What are my sins? And then there is the poor. The poor in spirit, the poor in health, the poor in finances. The poor and the needy are not the easiest group to love because they have nothing to offer in return. I wrestle with these words that stand out to me and think they may be exactly what God is calling me to take away from this. They may be the roadmap to living for him. I immediately rest on a lot of excuses. I'm submissive to authority, so it doesn't really bother me, does it? Then a pandemic hits, and the governmental authority takes away every freedom I had in lieu of the greater good of the health of humanity, and inside, I'm bursting with rebellion and anger. I want my friends, my church, our school, my comforts and conveniences and socialization to have nothing to do with distancing. I want that at the expense of health, and I don't want to submit and fall in line with the authority of healthcare public leaders. On the surface, no one would know this rebellion exists except me and the Lord. I stay home, I self-contain, I wear the mask, I wash the hands, and wave through windows to people I love. I fall in line from the outward appearance, I submit to the authority from everyone else's vantage point, But inside, I shout, I cuss, I cry out, and condemn their decisions. So when God highlights the word authority and ruler, I know he's talking to me and a part of my heart only he sees. The one that struggles with this. On the outside, I'm a servant. I serve my family and my home. I look for ways to reach and serve those in my neighborhood, my church, and my community. Sometimes, deep inside, on my tenth load of laundry for the day, I grumble the thought, why doesn't anyone serve me? I retreat to a pity party that has no place in the same soul as Jesus, and all that I've done to serve loses its luster. My family, my church, my friends, they may have no idea these thoughts permeate my heart, but he does. So he highlights the word. He gently nudges me to remember that he came to serve, not to be served. 
He reminds me in millions of little ways. I am being served and an attitude of pity is missing all those moments. People say I'm wise. They've said it to me since I was a teenager. Phrases like wise beyond your years and old soul could have been hallmarks in the memoir of my high school yearbooks. I heard them so much. Women older than me, family wiser than me, mentors I admire have shared with me on some level that they see wisdom in my thoughts, my actions, and decisions. On the outside, they see wisdom. Inside, I often lack discernment. What is wise? What is the source of true wisdom? Do I seek it above all logic? Do I apply the wisdom that can spring forth from my lips to settle into my own heart? I am meant to achieve wisdom. It is to constantly be sought. I am wrong to assume I have found it when there is so much I don't know. So he gets out that neon highlighter and strikes through the word wisdom. I've made some good choices in my life. The big sins that get talked about the most, I've managed to avoid for the most part. My testimony is not derived on a drug-addicted past or series of one-night stands. My feet stayed on the straight and narrow, out of conviction, yes, but mostly fear of disappointing others. Because I have managed to avoid what my mind categorizes as big sins, sometimes it's easy for me to forget there is no sin scale, no hierarchy of good in God's eyes. Sin is sin, and I am it. In order to enter into deeper relationship with God, I need confession. To confess, you have to know and own the sin. So again... God highlights to remind me, it is there. I am a sinner. I give to the poor. I give by way of tithe to my church to reach others. I sponsor a young boy in India monthly. I give to friends and family in tangible ways when they are hurting or in need. But I drive right by the hungry. I pass right by those I think are taking an easy route. I get uncomfortable with the homeless in my own community. I want them to be someone else's calling, someone else's problem. This past weekend, one was at the corner and my first response was, lock the door. I start to turn my head away to avoid the awkward eye contact that says, I see you and I'm not going to help. And then I notice the leftovers still warm on the passenger seat. I roll down the window, pass them through and get, God bless you from a mostly toothless grin. God highlights the word poor because he knows there's poverty I'm uncomfortable with. He's calling me out of that zone and into him. We are all his children. 29 chapters of scripture read, countless lines of advice and practical application, and just a handful of words he wants me to sit in, to penetrate my heart, to call me into action. I don't have to wonder what he wants me to take away from these 31 days in his word. He made it clear to me, and my prayer is, he will do the same for you. Finish strong today and read through Proverbs 29 to see what words he is highlighting for your soul. Maybe it's one or ten, but allow those words to linger. Pray that he reveals to you how you can turn those words into action and follow along as we continue with these 31 days in the Proverbs. We are almost finished and you won't be disappointed.